Oh, man. After the Nevada debate, it should be clear to all of us that the only thing that will keep Mayor Stop and Frisk Bloomberg in the race is his money. Well, you know what? He needs to be shut down along with all the billionaires. They have no right to run for president or rule us, and they have no right to hoard all of the wealth that they steal from us in the first place. Again, it's time to shut down Bloomberg and all of his billionaire pals. This is Mass Action Podcast. Revolutionary socialist propaganda to save the planet, smash white supremacy, and stop World War III. On this episode of Mass Action Podcast, we talk with Jim Cavanaugh of the Polemicist.net and a citizen of New York, New York, about Mayor Stop and Frisk Bloomberg. This is John Beecham. I'm your host. I hope you're doing well. And here is my gift to you, Mass Action Podcast. At the Nevada debate, all the candidates except for Bernie Sanders rejected democracy. They said they would not support the wishes of the majority of voters by supporting the winner if no one got a clear majority. They defended the very undemocratic primary process of the undemocratic Democratic Party. Even if Sanders, the most popular candidate, wins a process stacked against him and his millions of courageous supporters, he can in no way count on any of the people on that stage to do the right thing. Not one. It is clear, however, Sanders, without interference from the plutocracy of this country, will be the next president of the United States. Bernie is also the only one in the race that is undoubtedly pro-union, despite the disingenuous shade being thrown at him by a gaggle of opportunists. Michael Bloomberg had the worst debate I have ever remember seeing. He is disgusting, obscene, and only around because of his money. He, and all the billionaires, need to be shut down. His pathetic existence on the debate stage exposes the complete bankruptcy of the Democratic Party elites, including Obama, who has refused to hit out at Bloomberg for running shameful ads targeting black people that make it look like the former president is actually an endorser of his campaign. The Bloomberg campaign in its egregiousness and imperiousness is an absolute gift or ought to be to Sanders. Here is a billionaire that has made himself a potential poster boy, a target, a punching bag for all the things that people quite rightly hate. There is a reason, after all, that ruling class people from the upper stratum often stay far away from a direct political fray. Sanders should have come out on top more than Warren, but his honorable penchant for attempting to unite when he should conquer keeps resurfacing. 
Sticking to his progressive guns, however, is how he has gotten where he is. Elizabeth Warren destroyed Bloomberg, but she also joined the Bernie bro attack on Sanders instead of defending him. She did defend Klobuchar in an act of solidarity when the moderator essentially tried to paint Klobuchar as a dumb woman who doesn't know anything about the world. But the attack on Sanders supporters is meant to shut us up and shut down the Bernie movement. Nothing more, nothing less. Warren is now solidly a part of that campaign against Sanders. She's not trustworthy, in my opinion. I also don't trust Warren's increasing reliance on identity politics instead of policy. It really is a mystery to me why Bernie Sanders doesn't say we can pay for all of its proposed social programs and much, much more if we take money from the war for domination and plunder budget. He obviously doesn't want to go there. That's a bad choice. He also played an anti-Russia card. That will put him on the wrong side of history and strains his future credibility. Conflict with Russia, egged on by the media and the U.S. state apparatus, is potentially cataclysmic. Russia is not marching on the United States. It's the other way around. Bloomberg's presence also perhaps helped Joe Biden. Well, Biden didn't come in last in this one, that's for sure. Say, why didn't Bloomberg just give his money to Biden? And beware the demagogic uniter who is not very uniting. Behold, Pete Buttigieg, who is not Trump, Bloomberg, or Sanders. He's the middle. The mysterious, well-spoken middle. Who is he exactly? Shrinking? Things are getting serious and Cheater Pete didn't do as well. Amy Klobuchar. She thinks it's okay to be against women's rights and hopes to win the vote with strong debate performances. She didn't do so well in Nevada. One hit wonder? Jim Cavanaugh joins us now from New York City, New York. Jim is, uh, he, his, his writing is published at thepolemicist.net. I believe that is your website. Uh, welcome to the show, Mass Action Podcast, Jim. Thanks for having me, John. Yes, that is my website. Yeah, yeah. And actually, also, you and I just uh, wrote a, you know, did a conversation on, on my website, massaction.org. It's mass-action.org. Um, and that is about, the article is about why two socialists like ourselves, people who believe we need a revolution, are supporting Bernie Sanders. But I, I asked you on to talk, actually, about someone who is in opposition to Bernie Sanders. That would be uh, Mr. Bloomberg, the former Republican mayor of New York. According to Forbes, he has today, and we're recording this um, a few days before it's, it's probably going to go live, he has surpassed $400 million in, uh, in ads, in buying ads. Really, uh, I, we were just talking about this before we started this conversation formally. Quite astounding, quite astounding. Well, anyway, how do you respond to that? And uh, just in general, as, a, as someone who is from New York City, how do you respond to Bloomberg as now uh, someone who, through his money and with the help of the media and even the Democratic Party establishment, has become part of this campaign? 
Yeah, well, it is an amazing amount of money that he spent. And, you know, I saw someone on Twitter this morning, I think, say, saying when he had spent $300 million, you know, if you swipe, if you have $500 in the bank and you swipe your Metro card to get on the subway, mm. you just spent, uh, what, what, how does it work? More of your wealth than, oh, than Bloomberg did by spending $300 million on, on, a, on a, so now he's up to $400 million. So he has an enormous amount of money. This is not, this is something which is not going to, he's not even going to notice the loss of that $400 million. He's making that much money in a, in a month or a couple of months. Amazing. So it's just astounding, you know, and this is someone who can really have an, a massive effect, whether he can win the, the nomination or not, he can have an, a massive effect on it. He's gobbling up, you know, he's, he's gobbling up attention in the media, certainly. But not only that, he's gobbling up uh, political operatives and activists. You know, you've got the Alabama Democratic Caucus, Black Caucus supporting him. You've got Stacey Abrams supporting him. He's able to buy, you know, a lot of support. And uh, it, it is kind of, you know, he's proving a point here that we, that we you know, Marxists and socialists have made for years that, you know, the, the two-party system really is two parties of the plutocracy. And there's a ruling class, which is really the, behind both of them. And you see how Trump and Bloomberg move back and forth, you know, declaring themselves Democrats, declaring themselves Republicans, uh, sub, sub, uh, sub supporting, financially supporting both parties and candidates of both parties. Uh, one of my favorite... Uh, slogans from 2016 was I don't support Hillary or or her fundraiser who was Donald Trump or her financial right support. right and this yeah. is what you've got being demonstrated by Bloomberg today in fact I saw another great tweet which was imagine if Bloomberg had been de had declared himself a Democrat in 2016 uh, won the election yeah uh, yeah or I'm sorry if imagine if Bloomberg had declared himself a Republican he was a Republican in 2016 and won the election would the Democrats now be supporting Trump if he declared himself a Democrat? Right. Because it really is the same thing. Their, their, their positions are certainly uh, very indistinguishable. What you're seeing here demonstrated is that the Democratic Party's resistance to Trump and refusal of Trump, not because of his racism, because Bloomberg is effectively more racist than Trump. He ran a Jim Crow policy in New York City mm -hmm. with his quote-unquote army of police. That was a Jim Crow policy. I wrote about it on the polemicist.net. If you go there and look at Stop the Frisk on the, uh, on, the, on the word cloud, you'll see my article on that from many years ago when, he was, when it was going on. You know, and the police, the black policemen were, were saying what they had. They had quotas to, you know, hunt down black kids, which the term they used. And uh, so this is something, you know, the Democratic Party isn't against Trump because he's racist. He isn't against Trump because he's sexist. You have Bloomberg is horrible policies towards women, you know, telling them, yeah, you, you need a nanny for your baby. Go get some go get some random black woman who doesn't speak English and she'll perhaps say you're keep your baby from drop, falling on the subway. You know, it's really just horrible stuff. It's disgusting stuff. It's really it's super telling that the Democratic Party would be okay. I mean, they're not, you're right, they're not putting up any resistance at all to Bloomberg. And in fact, I think the people that run the Democratic Party and other funders are certainly happy that Bloomberg has entered the race. Um, I, but I want to 
I kind of want to focus on the amount of money. I mean, we're talking about $400 million. If he stays in the race, he has to be prepared to spend billions and billions of dollars, uh, probably more than has ever been spent um, on a presidential election. And, and for what? Really to stop a, a mass popular yeah. working class campaign, uh, you know, in an opportunist way, but also in the interest of the rest of his class. I, I mean, can you imagine what we could do with those billions of dollars and what it means that a, can, a candidate who has sided with the working class, I mean, there have been some contradictions, certainly in terms of siding with the international working class on Bernie Sanders' uh, behalf, but it, it takes him or on, on, on his, his, his actual actions. But what, um, what does it mean that in order for us to have a candidate that's, you know, even somewhat progressive that's liberal or you know with social democratic policies has to raise has to go up against a class of people who can just throw their money at something and and hope to win and i will add this too that money is really rightfully money that all of us have created it's not money that bloomberg you know we know this is marxist has produced but he's allowed to have that much money I i think we should be clear about this he's allowed to have that much money and use it as his own sole funder to challenge the Bernie Sanders campaign. And the Democratic Party is a conduit for that. I mean, I think that's very important. Like I support Bernie Sanders, but I do not. Supporting the Democratic Party should be something that we all recognize is, is, is really off the table, that the Democratic Party is an enemy. Yeah, uh, absolutely right here. You know, this, he said he would spend $2 billion to win the presidency. And he Did he? Wow. Yes, he said that. So that's, you know what, let me stop you. I bet, he, I bet he'd spend more. Oh, I, I, I was going to say, you know, he can do yeah. that easily. He can do yeah. that easily. And he, so he will spend a billion of it in the primary if he needs to, you know. And clearly this is not something, and the Democrats are not just okay with him these coming. They're practically begging him to come in. I mean, people like Cargo, right. people are, you know, they really want him to come in. Yeah. And given what his record is and how everybody knows whether the media now during the primary plays it up or hides it or doesn't, Trump is going to be putting this stuff out. You know, Bloomberg's a bigger racist than I am. He's going to be putting it out. Sure. You know, so it, the, the electability issue is, is silly. We know this guy is not going to be as electable as Trump. So what uh, you, again, you see that the- Not even close. As, as Bernie, you know what I'm saying? We know he's likely to lose to Trump because he's not going to get anybody's energy, anybody who voted for Trump, any working class people who voted for Trump to vote for him, you know? Well, uh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and all he has to do is depress the black vote. Trump knows this. Trump's going to be putting out ads to the black community. And all he has to do is get them not to vote. You know, get the black vote depressed by 2% or 3% and he'll win. And the Democrats know this. So really what the Democrats are doing here is not to prevent Donald Trump from being reelected, but to prevent Bernie Sanders from being elected. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and oh, and, oh, and what that means. And as you say, that's a... a uh, you know, a social democratic program, a mildly social democratic program for the country, which has, you know, unknown ramifications in terms of international imperialism, but certainly Bernie is going to be better, substantially better, not just mildly better, even in that respect, I think, than, than anybody else. So that's what they want. They want to protect the rule of the class. And, and, yeah, yeah. and, and, and for the problem with Donald Trump for them is that he's too crass and he's too inconsistent and he's too impetuous and they don't really trust him 
to manage class rule in the way that they think they can trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they feel like Bloomberg will be a, a more capable oppressor for sure. For sure. And, and Bloomberg doesn't appeal to the to the populist sentiment that uh, right. he's not whipping up a, a dangerous populist sentiment right, right, that, right. That, that Trump has. So that's well, what they really object to about Trump. It's not about his racism or it's not about his sex. And they're demonstrating that. And, and, and you know, to me, when, when Trump was elected and I was surprised and I wrote about it right afterwards. And, and I said in that, you know, I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton, of course. So I said, uh, but I said, you know, one of the things that I'm, I'm, I'm worried about that Hillary Clinton didn't win was that if Hillary Clinton had won, then we would, every progressive would have seen what she did over the next four years. And it really would have accelerated the, the rejection of the Democratic Party because she would have been a warmonger and, you know, we know what she would kind right, of right, have done. Right. And what I was worried about at the time was now that Donald Trump has won, what you're going to have for the next, what you might have for the next four years is the Democrats saying, see how bad Donald Trump is, we got to get a Democrat, we get rid And that's exactly what happened. Right. And, well, let me... And yeah, let me just finish. And you're in the yeah. seesaw. You're back to the seesaw from the from the Republicans to the Democrats. But with the Bloomberg stuff, over the past two weeks, the Democrats have essentially done <laughs> are doing what they would have done if 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 Hillary had been elected. They're demonstrating how bad they are, and they're accelerating the rejection of the party among progressive people. Yeah, yeah. I think um, just a couple things in response. I think that the the understanding and the rejection of the Democratic Party is growing. I think that's part of what the Bernie Sanders campaign is and is catalyzed. Um, and I think, historically speaking, I, I think a sort of a, a storm gathers and then it it breaks. Um, so I think that, you know, we haven't seen that break with the Democratic Party, right? But I think we definitely do, based on the conditions for working and oppressed people, you know, we've seen that We've seen that brewing and, um, you know, Bloomberg is an example. Hillary Clinton is an example. I think you do continue to pile up the examples and it helps, but I don't think that there's, um, I, I think that there's a lot of intricacy and dynamism to the, to the struggle. And in terms of people like breaking over that dam, you know, it'll, it'll probably just be one of the things that's possible to happen. Like, you know, the shutting down of Bernie might overflow, the anger might overflow. That's one thing. The other thing is, uh, the, you know, the stuff about uh, Bernie Sanders being better about foreign policy. I don't think I'm as positive about that um, as you are. I, I presume that he, he would like to be better in terms of foreign policy. I, I do think that he would like to be an American exceptionalist peacemaker uh, between peoples. But um, the U.S. depends so much on its domination of the rest of the globe that um, I see Sanders as someone at the end of the day is probably pro um, America. So I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where he is actually. I mean, I think there's a, a real danger that, you know, Bernie could be the president when we go to war. I, I don't think that that's actually um, off the table, off the table either. You know, I was going to say something else, Jim, honestly, I can't remember what the third thing is. Why don't you just respond to that? And maybe I will, I will remember. Yeah, well, certainly that's a fair critique of uh, of Bernie, and I don't know. And he gave that terrible answer to the New York Times that he would sure. be willing to attack Iran and North Korea in order to pre preempt them getting nuclear weapons, which is just disgraceful. And you know, it does indicate he's he's anti-war, but not anti-imperialist. I would say, 
you right. know, and, uh, and, and uh, but I, but I, and the question is, would he be, would he be as amenable? I mean, Trump, I think, is someone who just gets pushed around by the neocons. You know, he might have some, I think Trump probably has some good anti-war instincts, quote unquote anti-war, but he just allows himself to get pushed around by the neocons because he doesn't have a real position of his own. And, you know, he's just an American exceptionalist uh, in a crude way. So they push him into things and they get what they want from him and certainly have. I think, and I, it's, I think Bernie's substantially better than that, but I agree with you, you know, uh, that's that's a position that we we should not be sanguine about, and uh, uh, we have to push him on that. And you know what I was saying about you know that Bloomberg is doing a lot, and the contrast between Bloomberg and and, and Bloomberg coming in, the way he's being brought in to counter Sanders, <laughs> not so much Trump because he's not that much of a counter Trump, just is doing a lot quickly to accelerate. The, the disgust with the Dems and the, and the willingness to break with the Dems, I think that's important. But again, I think from my point of view, the thing I'm, I'm most worried about and most skeptical about with Bernie Sanders is that if Michael Bloomberg is the nominee of the Democratic Party, Bernie Sanders will support him. And that, you know, in order to get past, that itself might accelerate breaking with the Dems. It's going to mean breaking with Bernie too. Uh, but, uh, you know, we need to have a disgust that is so deep and so certain that people say we just got to do something else. And I just don't, and I'm not sanguine about what else we can do, given the electoral laws of the country, et cetera. And I think it's going to take real street protests of kinds we haven't seen decades. But uh, these are the things that, you know, are, this is what's developing now. And this is the situation that's developing. So, you know, I'm not, I'm extremely skeptical of uh, the possibilities of Bernie Sanders, but the movement he's building and the movement he's writing <laughs> in that respect, not just leading, but kind of whether he likes it or not, he's on the, the, the wave that he's on is something that he's created but doesn't control entirely, is something that is leading somewhere that may not be, from my point of view, it would be great if it led to the, de the destruction of the Democratic Party. It would be fine if it led to a Democratic, uh, a Sanders nomination and presidential run. That would be interesting, too. But, you know, we don't know where it's going to lead. Neither does Bernie. Yes. Um, let, me, let me tease something out um, uh, that you just said a little bit from my perspective. I, I mean, I think, I don't know if it's just as much discussed with the Democratic Party as People and it could be discussed, and it could be the defeat of the party. And I think that's a substantial uh, possible component of people um, really taking matters into their own hands. But I think you know people just have to get to the point where, like, you know, the Democrats are not whether it's discussed or not. It's just like we have to do this ourselves. I mean, that's kind of the pivotal, the pivotal thing um, from my point of view. And I, I do remember what I was gonna gonna say now, fortunately, and that was some earlier stuff that you were talking about. Um, Bloomberg and him not being able to uh, beat Trump, which I, you know I, I, I hesitate to predict things with a with you know 100% assurity or whatever, but I think I agree with you. I think it's very very unlikely, um, which I think is interesting because I think what is appealing to some people and some Democrats and people from the Democratic establishment is thinking that you know Bloomberg with all his money. And what he can do can win 
I mean, I do think people like Bobby Rush, for example, the congressperson, the ex-Black Panther congressperson from Chicago, who has become uh, one of uh, Bloomberg's uh, campaign. Well, I forget what it's called when you sign co-chair. Yes, surrogate. I mean, I think he's literally a co-chair of the campaign. Um, You know, what he's thinking is Bloomberg can win. And I think this points out something even deeper. I mean, the Democrats thinking that that's the that's the ship to tie themselves to going up against Trump, I I think is just it's amazingly dumbfoundedly stupid. Um, From every everything you imagined, I mean, you said, I mean, if we're talking about going from the perspective of like who's going to win, I mean, Trump is in the office. You know, barring something like an economic crisis or something, he's going to have enough support and he can build support and he could he can use that sort of like, you know, I beat this, I beat that, I talk this way, I talk tough. You know, I mean, you don't go like that's the same thing with Biden. I mean, uh, Biden, the same thing. That's not, you know, and, you know, people are saying, oh, Bernie's mean, Bernie talks stuff. No, I mean, no, he doesn't. He talks militantly. You know what I mean? Um, about things that people people need and and he's 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 opposing you know i I could see him i can i can see him backing bloomberg and saying you know trump or else because his basic mantra right now if you listen to him if you see the news reports from his speeches like his last one in denver i think was last night or whatever i mean trump and bloomberg are his targets now and to his credit he's literally targeting bloomberg and Bloomberg in response is saying, oh, you guys are all mean, you Bernie people are all mean, and you're dividers, and I'm the uniter, which is like a billionaire being a uniter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the billionaires are the most divisive. They actually, they're the, I mean, there are actual dividers, you know what I mean? They're the people who are causing any, any, any of the tribulations and instability we're experiencing. So why don't you, why don't, I, we're running out of time. Um, just if you want to respond to that, or if there's other things you want to say or plugs you want to make, why don't you go ahead and do that? And we'll just wrap okay, let me just up. quickly say, yeah, I think what's interesting is Bernie is tougher on Bloomberg than he is on the other Democratic candidates. And yeah. it seems to me he's, and that's good. It's one of the reasons that's good that this Bloomberg thing is coming up because Bernie is being hard on him and in a way that he wasn't with Biden, you know, because my friend Joe, he doesn't, he's, you can see Bernie's a little pissed off. If I can use that language. Uh, right. That 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 they got this billionaire against him. It, it's an easy target for him, and he's not a. It doesn't seem to be as re- reluctant to really hit him hard. Secondly, what you see when you're talking about, you know, that the Democratic Party would put this up and think it could win. I mean, this shows the class politics that that kind of permeate the political paradigm. I mean, they think. And they want really to keep politics within the paradigm of how much money you can spend, how many ads you can buy, how many endorsements you can get. You know, that's the way to victory, because the other way is a populist way, is some way of, you know, doing what Bernie did, which is getting millions of people to support you. Uh, And but they want to they first of all, they think that's the winning way to do it, because that's the way you've always done it is to get money. And, and ad, ad buys and, and endorsements and blah, 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 blah. And secondly, they want to keep it in that way because that's the way you keep the class rule going. You don't let the electoral system actually go out of the control of the major media and the major donors. And otherwise, you're, you're in what? You're in, you're in a position where you're going to start getting pressure to change the electoral laws and all these other kinds of things. And this is what has to happen. So the Democratic Party is, is, likes that kind of politics, is used to that kind of politics, thinks it's effective, and ultimately doesn't want there to be any other kind of politics. 
yeah, that's true. I remember I was, I ran for alderman here um, in Rogers Park, not this election, but the election before. And I, I was asked by, it was a joint SCIU Healthcare Illinois, Indiana and Chicago Teachers Union, a couple of people who were involved in electoral politics in the union to meet. And really the, the major take, one of the major takeaways, they're very nice people. Um, but one of the major takeaways is you know, they're asking concrete things. And the most important thing for them was how much money are you going to raise? Exactly. Um, it just, it permeates everything. This whole idea of um, money in the elections. And it's just, it's not, I, I mean, I know maybe just pointing stuff out or defining it or whatever doesn't seem like the most important thing. We obviously need to back it up with action. And I honestly think people should be protesting Bloomberg. Um, I, there's, I know there's a protest here in Chicago at his office, I think on the night of the next debate, I forget when that is, it's Wednesday or Thursday. Um, hope, you know, people should join that. I mean, I think people should take action, but at the same time, I think it's very important that people understand what exactly Bloomberg means. It means that we have a ruling class. It means that there's a dictatorship of the capitalist class of the bourgeoisie, um, and their intent on, on keeping that and what we have although the the money that's going to bernie sanders is very important and doing the activity we do we need to raise money because we can't do anything without money we really um it, people ought to learn the lesson and they will you know at some point here and they are learning it now that we need to prioritize uh, you know basic human rights and need and the needs of the people of the entire planet of course people in the united states but the entire planet over that type of politics you know it even gives politics a bad name it's like politics is bad because it's all tied up with money it's really it's at the heart of so much like people like bloomberg are the people who are are keeping us from solving our problems the environmental crisis the rise of white supremacy like bloomberg is going to stop the rise of white supremacy i guess i'll say that again you already said it but like bloomberg against trump i mean that's you know that that is just a blatantly white supremacist you know face off i yeah. mean it's like it's, it would be like david duke against george wallace in like you know 68 or whatever you know yeah it's it's, it's all right jim well right. i think again we are out of time i i do appreciate you coming on to the, the podcast here mass action um but you know what i actually if there is do you want to give a plug or is there anything else you want to say before we, uh, cause I, I took my last comment and when, you know, probably went on too long. I like, I like it of my guests are the last ones to, to, to speak. It's, well, just just pre, it's a predilection uh, of mine. I welcome everybody to follow my writing at the and, uh, uh, Twitter at the polemicist underscore, <laughs> uh, on Facebook at the polemicist also. And, you know, I'm, uh, <clears throat> Uh, frequent guest on Loud and Clear Radio and the Critical Hour on Radio Sputnik. So, you know, uh, go to theplemacist.net, get in touch with me there and uh, uh, see what I got to say. <laughs> Absolutely. And Jim's got a lot of good stuff to say. Thank you, Jim, so yeah, much. Thank you. All righty. Thanks for listening. We're parked on Mass Action Podcast. It's parked on SoundCloud. We can be found on iTunes, on Spotify, virtually everywhere you can find a podcast. So please share, share widely, but also consider becoming a patron of the podcast. It's very important in any endeavor like this that we support one another, uh, endeavors that are meant to give a revolutionary perspective of events 
in the interest of working and oppressed people are precious. I know that you all are precious to me. So I'd appreciate very much, I'd appreciate very much to become a patron of the show. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash mass action, become a patron for as little as $2 a month. And please, if, if you're unable to do that for whatever reason, again, continue to share the show, invite other people to be supporters, to become patrons. You can go to mass-action.org to get much more than the podcast, uh, articles, conversations, editorials, action items. Well, okay, until next time, until next time, this is your host, John Beecham, signing off. Keep your fists up, your heads up, your optimism up. We will, together, together, we will win.